It's going to be a very interesting episode today. I hope it is. We're up to the letter V on Get A Better Broadcast Podcast and Voice Over Voice. It's our diction area voice going through various words and terms that you may find useful in your forthcoming voiceover, producer, presenter, engineer, director career hoping you're finding these interesting and hoping i find you well for today's episode our v's we've got one two three four five six to talk about in under 10 minutes let's get cracking with a verbal tick yeah the repeated use of words or phrases like like or you know you know what I mean? A verbal tick. So when you keep saying the same words, now a verbal tick might also be er and um, for example, while you're trying to search for the word that you want in that particular situation or that particular circumstance. Verbal ticks unlikely to appear, of course, in a scripted piece of dialogue. They're more likely to appear with a broadcaster or a podcaster who is speaking naturally off the top of their head, off the cuff. We've spoken about ad-libbing before, making notes, being confident about what it is you're saying, having done that research, being quite knowledgeable about the subject topic in hand and who you're speaking to. But beware of verbal tics. What is the vellum? The vellum is the soft palate at the back of the roof of the mouth. And if you want to know where it is... Well, I can suggest that you make a kicking K sound because the back of your tongue touches the vellum when it pronounces letters such as K, K, the letter K. Every kiss begins with K, which is a tagline from a jewellery commercial in the United States that you may be aware of. And when you say kiss, then the back of your tongue is kissing the roof of your mouth, which is quite appropriate. Vocal loading is another of our Vs today. The amount of impact of the stresses and strains on the vocal folds from talking or singing too much. Yeah, the loading can be affected by not only the amount of talking you do, but also the volume at which you talk and the tone of the sound as well. Also by you, the speaker's levels of stress or tension in your voice. So if you're very, very stressed and you're also doing a lot of talking and that is going to be at a high volume, then potentially you have an awful lot of vocal loading going on. You are loading your vocal folds with an awful lot of pressure and stress. So you need to be careful. You need to, as I've said before, hydrate, mate, both topically and throughout your whole body, uh, systematically, systemically. Yeah, you need to be really careful with that. It's warming up, it's warming down, it's taking care of your voice. It's also having lots of vocal rests as well, so you don't overstrain yourself. A voice actor is different from a voice over. A voiceover tends to be an anonymous voice. An actor will usually appear in audio dramas, audio books, computer games and so on. They usually read the lines to be spoken by a character in a specific situation. They might get a credit as well. A voiceover doesn't always. They're usually unnamed in a commercial the terms are a little bit interchangeable, but that is usually what is perceived to be the difference between a voice actor and a voice over. 
A voice guide is a director in a recording situation who'll read a script, maybe line by line, for a voice talent, a voiceover, possibly even a voice actor as well, to repeat parrot fashion, mimic the cadence. Now, this is usually used when the actor is inexperienced in script reading but has a great voice or a high-profile name that is wanted for publicity reasons. A voice guide may also be the temporary voiceover track, scratch track, as I mentioned a few days ago, recorded so video editors can choose shots and time their cuts to which the professional voice talent can talk to later. We've mentioned that a few times, but let's go back to the voice guide. There was a time where I was a voice guide for uh, one of the BBC's flagship news documentary current affairs programs and I remember on one particular occasion we had a a, a newspaper reporter who'd done some great research and was being brought in as the guest presenter for this particular episode but they weren't particularly strong when it came to doing the voiceover doing the presentation for as I say this flagship BBC show and time was tight as Booker T and the MGs uh, might suggest and I was brought in not to do voiceover training for this particularly uh, inexperienced presenter because there wasn't time for that. We were up against a deadline. There was a transmission date. It was, I believe, within 24 hours. And I worked with her through the night as the voiceover was being recorded, literally saying line by line, after a few elementary suggestions and trainings on inflection and intonation and so on, reading line by line and then she repeated what I said and how I said it. I was the voice guide for that particular production. Finally today, voice of God. Alleluia. The loud and large dramatic read reminiscent of the 1950s American radio announcements often heard at sports and showbiz events. The voice of God. It's the voice that comes from the speaker in the ceiling at maybe sports events, usually pared down a little bit for other events like, for example, meetings, conferences, festivals, where you may be saying things like, ladies and gentlemen, please take your seats. The event is about to begin. That could be at a theatre. It could be a voiceover at a hotel, at a wedding, for example. It could be at a fair or a fete, a compare, who is saying things like, um... Ladies and gentlemen, will the owner of the car VW123ABC please make their what? That kind of thing, yeah? Ladies and gentlemen, the meal is about to be served. Voice of God. Could be at a big sports arena, maybe at a smaller event. Okay, those are our Vs. Let's finally move on to our Ws. Yeah, we've got a few of these. Whisper phonation, the proper term for when... You're whispering. It's as easy as that. It's the posh way of saying someone is having trouble with their whispering. Their whisper phonation. Wind screen. Mentioned this before. Pop shield by any other name. The covering over or maybe in front of a microphone to eliminate unwanted noises such as that made by wind or indeed the wind from your mouth. Plosives, in other words. We've spoken about plosives before, which is inevitable because we're coming to the end. (laughs) And also, talking of coming to the end, the rap. The rap is the end of a recording, which is quite appropriate. On episode 999. I'm back tomorrow.
with more from Get A Better Broadcast Podcast and Voice Over Voice. From London, I'm Peter Stewart. <laughs>